Did you know that 20% of Americans receive an inheritance? So will you be part of that group? Maybe, maybe not. Over the last 30 years, that percentage has remained the same, but the amount has grown. It has gone from $15,000 to $55,000. Today, Dave is going to delve into this a bit further, and he might surprise you with his perspective on inheritances. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today's episode is an interesting one. It's on one you may or may not have thought about. It's on receiving an inheritance. So Dave, I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Well, thank you, Nate, once again, and thank you, everyone, for listening. The question is, will your ship come in? You've probably heard that phrase before, but uh, we're going to apply it to finances, because that's what I talk about. We talk about money. I've heard, not too much, but I've heard a few say something like this. You are going to put off saving for retirement because dad and mom have already told me that they will leave it all to me when they're gone. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll take that for what it is. Or maybe you're really close to a literally a rich uncle or a rich aunt, and you just know something is coming your way. All right. So there's a few of you out there that fit into that category. Mom and dad have done well. And they've verbally told you that they're going to leave it all to you when they're gone. Or you might have that proverbial rich uncle. So you're, you're counting on that. Well, let me tell you, that's probably not going to happen. As Nate just mentioned, if you are average, and I'm Mr. Average, right? Your chances are running at about 20% that you will get an inheritance. Now, to further burst your bubble, that average of $55,000 that that 20% gets, well, is just not going to be enough for a sound retirement. Yeah, you're not going to be able to retire on just $55,000. No. And, you know, $55,000 sounds great right now, right? But trust me, that is not going to rock your world in regard to you enjoying your ride into the sunset of life. What I have personally seen with several people that I've met is when they get that kind of money, within a year, it's all gone. All of a sudden, they really need that new car, or they buy new furniture, or they've decided they've waited long enough and they're going to take that amazing travel vacation. It's almost like the, uh, the lottery ticket winners. Somehow, despite all the money they got, they end up going bankrupt a lot of times. 100% right, Nate. That's a really, really good example. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, unless you change your behavior with money, this is the, the path you're going to take for most of you. You know, you get this big chunk of money and you've, you know, you've been maybe limited resources for a long time and now you get $50,000 or $20,000 and you just think that's incredible. I'm going to reward myself with that new car or furniture or whatever it is, but you get the idea. Sure, you can do that and you'll have fun for a year or two or a few years, but long term, that is not going to make for a awesome retirement. And that's my goal with you folks listening is to change your behavior on finance. 
figure out a way for you to become consistent savers and your your vacations when you retire, and even before you retire, will become a lot more exciting because by the end of the vacation, you're still going to have money in the bank and you can do it again another time. Now, $50,000 or whatever that typical amount is will help you and you will be thankful for that gift. However, if you know me by now, you know that it is a foolish way to spend your gift. I would much rather you see you invest that and let it grow. Then over time, you can pull out just the income and receive that every year for the rest of your life instead of burning the whole lump sum in a year or two. And uh, just aside on that, you know, kind of a similar example to that, these people that graduate college and they become a professional athlete, let's say football or basketball, they make an incredible amount of money right off the top. And unfortunately, if they don't have a good financial background, that money is just like they just burn through it in no time. And 80% of football, professional football players within five years of retirement, they are broke. So it just basically builds on what we're talking about. And you just can't do that if you want to enjoy a full, rewarding life, financially speaking. Now, obviously, you can do whatever you want with it, but I'm sticking to my plan. And it's worked for me. And I dare say it will work for you. Okay, I'm going to be real for a minute. And here is what my wife and I did with a gift we received. This is just a little example of how we used our money versus maybe somebody else. I had a very sweet, amazing mother-in-law, my wife's mom, and she passed away in 2011. She had four children and left each of them one quarter of her IRA. When you receive an inheritance like that, you can take that money, pay the tax that year, and spend it however you want. Sue and I chose something different. Sue received $11,000 as her part of the inheritance And instead of getting that lump sum, my wife set it up so she received a portion of it once a year. So again, think about it. $11,000 was her inheritance from mom, her mom. She could have taken it and blown it on a vacation or maybe a, a good used car, but she chose to do something different with it. See, that $11,000 that her mom had was invested in two good mutual funds in her mom's retirement accounts. Setting it up this way allowed her to pay less in taxes every year on that money, and she also gets a fun surprise the first week of December that she can do whatever she wants with it. So if you can understand what we're saying, I'm saying here, that $11,000, instead of blowing it all in one or two years, she just gets basically the interest or the growth from that year, and she enjoys that. On another note, which is kind of cool too, 2011 is when she received that money. That $11,000 is now worth $30,000 and her annual check is now much higher than back at the beginning of her payouts. Last year, she received $1,000. Pretty cool, huh? Do you still think your ship will come in? You just know mom and dad have a good-sized nest egg and you're in line to receive it someday. Well, here's something else to think about in that regard. Your parents just may need long-term care as they age. Or maybe they get some disease that needs a lot of attention and it goes on for years. You know, there's the Alzheimer's as one example. It can be a very debilitating and very long-term situation for older people. These examples are just a few to consider. And I'm sure you're well aware that nursing care can be very, 
very expensive. Just a few weeks ago, I was helping a family member as they are trying to decide where they want to live when they can't be on their own. I went to a local assisted living place in my town, and it was $8,000 a year, and the coordinator said it will be going up 10% next year. Wow, that is expensive. Yeah, you think about that. And, you know, that 10% increase, you know, maybe it's not that much every year, but I guarantee you that number will not go down. So that was just for care, by the way. They would also have to pay to buy the apartment or home in that community. So doing some quick math, that $8,000 a month is almost $100,000 a year. Now, depending on dad and mom's estate, that type of money could burn through your inheritance pretty quickly, right? Now you say, Dave, my situation is different, and maybe it is. However, may I suggest that you think differently about that potential windfall and make it a priority to save for your own retirement. See, if you do save for retirement and you do get an inheritance, hooray for you. Have a better experience in your retirement. Maybe use that extra windfall to bless others. The point is that you need a plan for your retirement. And if you also receive a bonus in retirement, all the better. But I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, and I'll just add this as well. And, you know, Dave is my dad, and and I'm certainly not counting on any inheritance, even though I know he's been very well off. But I personally, as I think Dave has mentioned, I don't think it's good to plan on other things happening for your benefit, right? To essentially, to me, how I would look at inheritance, that's really not something that you can control. Right. Good point. As Dave mentioned, you know, there's all sorts of health scares or, life happens. And so I think your best plan of action is to plan for your future and intentionally save, intentionally put money to a Roth IRA or your 401k, other terms of retirement options, but not to plan on someone else saving you and saving from your mistakes. Very good, Nate. I 100% agree. All right, let me finish with three points like I always do. And the first one is if you're waiting for your ship to come in, forget about it because the odds are great that your ship is just not coming. Sorry to give you the news, but those are the facts. Number two, instead, be proactive and set aside money every pay period for your own personal retirement. Pay yourself first, because that rich uncle is just not coming. Lastly, if you do get an inheritance, don't follow the crowd and spend it all in a year or two. Be intentional with your newfound wealth and put it to work for you so that you can live off the income generated from the principal. Trust me, it will change your financial life. Lastly, that I want to share with you today is to take action, and here's what you can do. So what's something you could do this week in this regard? I recommend that you go to your HR and set up an automatic process to funnel a fixed amount every pay period to your 401k or Roth IRA and invest that money in good growth funds. If you've already set aside that, why don't you do me a favor and double check this week that it was correct. Confirm that your hard-earned money is set to go in the funds that you want. Yep, and so the point is, don't plan on someone else for your future. Plan on yourself and Dave wants you to take action in that regard. But that wraps up today's episode on next week's episode. Dave has titled the podcast, Getting 
your financial house in order. He's going to touch on six key areas that you want to have in place, financially speaking. Do you have a plan to get rid of your debt? Are your beneficiaries up to date? Have you set up that budget yet? Well, Dave spoke on that on that last episode. He will get you into several other important topics that you will want to have in place in your life. And lastly, before we go, we want to remind you, if you enjoyed the podcast, if you could just share it with a friend, share it with someone that maybe needs help budgeting or is looking to be a better saver, share it with a friend. And if it can, leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. So if you could do one of those two things, either share that podcast with a friend or leave a review on your podcast app of choice. If you can do both, well, then you're, you're a super winner for us. And, uh, and we really appreciate that. So that wraps up today's episode. And uh, we're going to finish with a scripture verse from Colossians. You know, I'm going to just step back for just one second, Nate. You brought a good point up when you're talking about uh, share it with a friend. I would ask each one of you that do listen to these podcasts, how did you hear about it? And I would bet pretty assuredly that you heard about Dave, Save Like Dave's podcast from a friend of yours or family member. And so I would appreciate it if you would share that same idea, as Nate said, with your friends or family members if they need it. Uh, even if they don't, they, they might enjoy learning a few things. Uh, it's always good to do that. And again, I'm not doing it for the money. I don't make one nickel for this. It actually cost me to, you know, to pay for the, uh, some certain things regarding the podcast. But what I'm, my goal is, I'm retired. I don't need the money. I really want to see people win with money. And so, but I do need your help to share it with others. And I'd appreciate that very much. All right, I am going to end with scripture today. And it's Colossians 3.15. That's another New Testament scripture. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Thankful.